Hello everyone, welcome to the patch. This week brought to you by Casper and Squarespace. Make a website while you sleep on a bed. Oh, now they're like together. Why not? You guys, yeah. put, those, put those two companies together. Y'all are, are together now. Do it. Make, right. a, make, make a matches. bed website. Huh? Make a bed website. Make a bed website. Yeah. Yeah. Or make, make a your new website from bed. Website. Oh, oh, snap. All right, I'm Gus. I'm Ashley. I'm disgusted with you. <laughs> and I'm Ryan. <laughs> And we're here to talk about video <laughs> games and not hooking other companies up together. Um, but really, love is a beautiful thing. Love is a beautiful thing. So it, I didn't. It's Valentine's Day week. It is. What? So, so if you if you're looking for a game to play with your Valentine, may I suggest Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time? May I recommend Flock if you hate them? If you hate them, all right. Yeah, I remember. If you're looking yeah, for you an excuse Bernie to break thing, up, yeah. play Flock. Do you have any recommendations for? Uh, uh, a, a game to play with your Valentine? The only thing I can think of right now that actually customized for Valentine's Day was apparently Destiny has done it up, but uh, I wouldn't I also, I ever heard that's recommend not really that you worth play it. it. Yeah, no, just don't <laughs> do not do it. Well, you wouldn't recommend it in any case, but I heard that um, the the event's not reviewing so hot. Oh, but it looked pretty in the screenshots. Well, Destiny's always looked pretty in the screenshots. That's true. <laughs> Fair play. Uh, so normally when we do the patch, I spend, in the morning, I spend... Believe it or not, I spent hours reading like different news sites to, to figure out what's going on, make sure I didn't miss anything, and I have all my facts straight. Didn't have time today. <laughs> I've been so busy. Shooting from the hip. All day. So, shooting from the hip. so I'm only going to talk about games I have been playing, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we've been doing that a lot about. more lately anyway, which is fun in my opinion. It's nice to talk about the games we're playing. What have you been playing, Ashley? Um, so I've been playing The Witness. Oh, me too. Yeah. I want to talk about that. Uh, okay, good. We, we talked about it a little bit last week, but um, I'm... How, how far are you? Have, you? have you finished it? No, I haven't finished it yet. I'm still... I'm making slow progress, but um, I'm falling out of love with it. When I started it, I was, I was much more forgiving of the fact that it has no real story. Uh, people will argue with that because there's those little tapes you find on the ground... Lots that, of audio logs. ...where someone will talk over. And I started avoiding them because I just didn't want to hear this chick talk in my ear anymore while I was trying to solve a puzzle, <laughs> so... I don't, I don't know. It, it wasn't coming together in any meaningful way for me. So at the beginning, I was more forgiving of that, but I've been through enough of the game now that I'm, I, I feel like this is just one of those books of puzzles oh, that yeah. looks a little bit prettier. There's like really nothing the connecting all of them. That, yeah, there's, mm -hmm. no, there's no greater narrative driving through the whole thing. It's just a collection of puzzles that looks kind of pretty. Well... Um, so I've, I've, i finished the game. Uh, what I did was I told myself I was not going to allow myself to play XCOM 2 until I finished The Witness. Wow. So dude. you extorted yourself. That was like, that was real motivation to, to finish The Witness. I bet. How and fast did you finish The Witness after you it, made that it ultimatum took, to It yourself? took a long time. That game is really difficult. Did you and, use a guide? Uh, I did ha a couple of times have I've to use a guide. i be so careful and with my coffee. I feel like in the interest of full disclosure, I should say I was supplied a digital download code for this game from the uh, PR agency on the <laughs> PS4. Um, but it was, it's tough. And the game, so it's a game that I really appreciate and I'm glad was made, but it's not a genre of game I typically play. Like Pu those puzzle those games. Puzzle games like they're, it makes me feel dumb. Like the game <laughs> is so well thought out. Like I'm, I'm blown away by the amount of work that must have gone into developing these different puzzles and like the different mechanics and the way it all works. Because, and the, the, it's, it's kind of a dual-edged sword. The true beauty and the true most frustrating part of this game are the same thing. And it's that nothing is explained to you. It's here you go, you start and you start with a simple puzzle then you get a simple, a slightly more complex puzzle, and then it's like, okay, now go out and 
enjoy the world. So it's a, it makes me think a lot, and people have made this com- comparison a lot, but it definitely makes me think a lot of like Myst and games like that, where it's just you go out and no one's telling you what to do. You just kind of like, where am I supposed to be? Where am I mm-hmm. supposed to go? So it's hard to talk about the game with anyone who's who's playing it because people could be taking mm-hmm. totally different approaches to um, to finishing the game. It's you know? absolutely nonlinear. That's absolutely for such a game about lines. It is extremely nonlinear. Now I have seen that there are certain areas where it's best to have done this area before you go into this other area yeah. because the the puzzles, which are never fully explained to you, do build on each other a bit. Correct. So if you've gone through and learned these kinds of puzzles, then this next set makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been trying my hardest not to use a guide. And le- like the the furthest I've gone is going. What kind of puzzle is this? I don't understand what the goal is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then go aha, and then do the work myself. Yeah, they will introduce new mechanics, uh, like a new symbol or something, and then you don't know necessarily what it means. So there is a, definitely a period of trial and error trying to figure that out. Uh, and I encountered one moment where I, I I got really frustrated and I was staring at a puzzle, so I started guessing, and I guessed the correct answer, and then I was like, I just screwed myself. <laughs> oh, because you, you, you don't know what it is. Right. You, I, didn't, you, I didn't learn what happened. I had the same thing where I had a, a, a couple of puzzles. It was the, the black and white dots where mm-hmm. I was somehow solving them, but I didn't understand what it was that was doing it. Mm-hmm. And so as they got harder and harder, I just got horribly confused. And that's one of the things that I ended up looking at when it says, oh, you have to do it this way and go, okay, okay. Now what I've been doing <laughs> makes sense in a completely different context. So I, I didn't, uh, there's apparently a lot of secret areas and a lot of, you know, things that are hidden in the game. And I didn't get to, I didn't nearly get to all of them. I only found a very small handful. But However, you don't need to in order to complete the game. You don't need to. But I was going to say, there is one that if you find it, it does add a little bit of context to the story and does kind of fill you in. So what you're telling me there is a story? So they have story hidden in an Easter egg. Well, the story... <laughs> The story is Congratulations, there, you found the plot. <laughs> but uh, maybe just, I don't want to say it adds a story, but it adds context maybe to what's going on. Okay. Uh, okay. And it's, it's really interesting. And that was definitely my, my, my biggest like, oh, wow moment was, you know, encountering that. And then it just kind of um, opens your eyes a little bit as to, as to how it's going. There was one thing, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but uh, this game has been coming under a little bit of fire from some people for not being colorblind friendly. Yeah. Mm. Does that make any sense to you guys? Well, there's actually, I mean, we, the, we've done a second Let's Play in it, and in that Let's Play we encountered a puzzle where you have to look through various colored glass mm-hmm. to solve the puzzle. So yeah, absolutely, I can see how that would be a problem. It yeah. was probably more mm. of a problem even before you have to no, look I'm, through the colored glass. I'm sorry, glass. I don't mean... Um, uh, yeah, I guess I should rephrase. Do you think it's an issue? Do you think the game should have been designed differently in order to accommodate uh, colorblind people? I think so. Mm. I think we're reaching a point where a lot of games are, you know, enabling a colorblind mode. And, you know, like you said, you do have to deal with the filters. But it seems like it would be relatively easy. And again, I don't know. I've no. never made a game to enable a colorblind mode that just shows the filters slightly differently. I mean, it depends on what level of colorblind you're talking about. If it's just red-green, then that's something you probably work with. But if you're colorblind, colorblind... Yeah, and then there's well, some. Well, there's a lot of that you just you couldn't mean do. People who see black and white, because that's a thing, but it's super rare. Yeah, yeah, I think most common is red green. Right. How weird would it be to be more colorblind than a dog? <laughs> <laughs> they can see blue and yellow, right? They can see a little bit of color. Yeah, but yeah. I think that's so. If about you could it. just see black and white, I mean, life would feel really cinematic, though. I'd probably become a detective. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't know the difference between noir and everything else. It would just be like that's that's just life. 
Stop crushing my dreams. It would actually, Brian. you would Just have stop. gotten rid of art. That reminds <laughs> my me. My life would be art. <laughs> that reminds me of one of my all time favorite Calvin and Hobbes comic strips where Calvin's father's. Exp- Calvin asks, why are all old photos black and white? And Calvin's father explains that the world used to be in black and white. They're and color then, photos. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were color photos of a black and white world. And that you've, that color slowly started seeping into the world. It started with red. That's why photos from the 70s have that reddish tint. <laughs> and then all the other colors came in. How many so people do you think actually got the Calvin and Hobbes reference at this point? Oh, I a, hope everybody. Well, Bill Watterson was so protective of, of that property that it, it doesn't exist. I mean, you can buy the books, but there was never a cartoon. There's never really been any follow-up to it. But you see I, Calvin peeing on like a Ford logo. That's and even the that downside. was like a it, knockoff. It, that's it, it does kind of yeah. suck that the only thing a lot of people know about Calvin Hobbes is this little fucking kid peeing on everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, the comics themselves, I have, you know, they did like a, a very cool hardcover box set. I own it. There's the, the brown ones, just mm-hmm. like the beautiful. I have that twice. Wow. I got. I bought it. Well, I bought it, and then my mom bought it for me for Christmas, Aww. and she shipped it all the way to Australia. Gus can tell you it is fucking heavy. It, that is a dense box set. Yeah. She paid like a hundred dollars in oh shipping to get it to me, and I didn't have the heart to tell her I already had it. It sounds like you could have just brought yourself home on that. I could. I could have floated home. It's uh-huh. or it's a raft for sure. But uh, yeah, the Calvin and Hobbes books are fantastic. If you're not familiar, go look up Calvin and Hobbes. It's it's a tremendous comic. Yeah, do yourself uh, a favor. Apparently, and the, the, I love the reasoning behind why he never let it go to cartoon was his. He said it was just because he never wanted to hear what Calvin's voice was. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. That and makes I, sense. I get mm-hmm. it. I don't. When I I was just trying to think of how a Calvin and Hobbes game might work, and I realized that I actually don't want that. Yeah. Not, not everything's meant for he it. He said the, those two characters have such strong voices that actually giving it a physical voice could break it. Makes sense. So go look it up. It's not a game. Never will be until Bill Watterson dies, and then someone will license it out from under him, and Calvin and Hobbes will be everything. But. Would you consider it to be a comic? I mean, it, it's yeah. you know, yeah. it is. It's a comic, but it's not going to be what a lot of people think of when they think comic Well, it book. wasn't like a comic but book. But maybe yeah. we can trick people into reading it if we just call it a comic book. What's well, the old school like newspaper comic? Yeah. Back when comics actually would say things. What if you, you could have take, social commentary? Yeah, yeah. What if you could take all of the strips and then reorganize them in such a way that you created like a narrative out of them? Mm. Kind of like, like recutting them and reorganizing them to try to make an actual story and present it. That'd it could probably cool. be a love story with Susie, right? You know, like yeah. it starts with hitting her with rocks and snowballs and slowly they tea party. <laughs> No, they actually have a tea party at one point. No, they do. I remember, yeah. I remember that. It's beautiful. And then Susie takes Hobbes and, and then, no, no, never mind. Just go read it. All right, yeah, go read it. Um, <laughs> so the other game I've been playing, like I said, I um, motivated myself to get, to finish The Witness by promising myself I could play XCOM 2 once I was, uh, mm-hmm. once I was, I was through The Witness. And uh, I've been having a lot of fun with XCOM 2. It, I've read a lot of reports of people having frame rate issues. Really? Yeah, and I haven't experienced that. Even Bernie was talking about that the other day, I think. He was saying that it got really choppy for him, and it seems to have been smooth for me so far. So I'm really curious to know like what it is that's causing that or how prevalent that is. Yeah, I've Bernie's on, been playing it with JD. Uh-huh. I've played on three different machines. Well, okay, I'm going to rescind that. I'm on oh, two machines because the third machine is my laptop, and I'm streaming it from my PC. Mm. But I've played it with a 970, and uh, – oh, sorry. I guess I have played on three. Uh, a 970 GeForce, a uh, 780, and a 770. Didn't mm-hmm. it come out last week? Hmm? I played it on three different machines. We had an early copy. 
You playing? Review copy. Yeah, I've talked about playing. Yeah, you, you know I'm playing. Uh, we got a review copy of it, so I've been playing it for a while, and I haven't really run into any issues on any of those machines. Yeah, I've been playing mine on a 780, uh, mm-hmm. and I have two 780s, but of course my, I fucking updated the driver, and SLI was disabled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was playing on one 780, and it was fine. Then I put SLI on, and it's still been fine with that too. Uh, did, were you playing on like high graphic settings? Yeah. Or? Okay. Uh, I don't know if I ever turned mine up. I think I did. It's on medium or high. And uh, it's it's a fun game. I find so far, I don't know if it's because I became really familiar with Enemy Unknown and Enemy Within, uh, and, the, and and XCOM Two is obviously a little different. I'm finding it a lot more difficult than I found the previous iteration. It is of the game. very hard to start off. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. And it is kind of unforgiving. It kind of brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new uh, sectoids are a hell of a lot more powerful. I'm, I'm not that far, and I've only. I should. I should also say that I've only played. I think. Four hours, maybe? And I'm doing the thing where I'm trying to kind of avoid the main story and trying to, like, fly around and recruit. I'm going to tell you not to do that. Oh. I'm coming down on don't don't avoid the main story too long. Because, just like in the previous XCOMs, what's kind of happened to me is I did avoid the main story for as long as possible and just put it off and put it off and put it off. And what happens is you get to the end and then you are super overpowered. And, I mean, it's been a while since I even came back with an injured character from a... But that's what I want. It's good, but at the same time, you what kind of makes those games fun is the you have this happening in tandem of you're unlocking new stuff for your characters, you know, like psionic abilities. Your le- characters are leveling up. You get them to like colonel level with the various different classes, and you get to see all the cool stuff that they do. You get better weapons, you get better armor, and then you're also doing the story. Having the two operating at the same time is a way more enjoyable experience than hitting the cap on your research and uh, equipment. But still having story to do. Yeah. So if you keep them kind of in tandem, I think you get a much better experience out of it. And that's where I, I hit the, I have, you know, like a, a roster full of kernel level characters. And all my equipment has not had an upgrade in several hours of gameplay. But it's just because I put it off. Mm-hmm. Like if I had just kept playing it in parody, it would have been great. How do you feel about them deciding that the canon for the end of the first game was you lost? So, you, you start this game having lost, even if you didn't lose. Leading into that, I want to segue with a gripe I have about the game, right. which, which plays right into this. So when I first started playing, uh, like the, the first mission is obviously like a tutorial mission you go through. It's very much like the previous XCOMs. You, you, know, you rescue someone that's in like suspended animation, and then there's a cutscene of you like resuscitating this person. And is it a sexy cutscene? Oh, it's sexy. It, yeah, it, it's super sexy. Juices. Aliens on humans. Um, but right then, as you know, midway through the cutscene, my dog is asking to go out. So I'm like, oh, okay, let me see if I can pause the cutscene. I hit escape, and it just skips the cutscene. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, hate oh, that. fuck. So I had to Son go to YouTube. I was like, I hope somebody uploaded that cutscene. I got to see what happened. And it's the cutscene where they explain the story, essentially, that you lost okay. in the previous game. Man. And see, if you're Nintendo, that's going to be a big problem because they tend to ban cutscenes. Mm-hmm. They don't want the story in their games spoiled, so they're very anti that. You wouldn't be able to do that with a Nintendo. I would have had to start a new game, but it wasn't. I mean, I would have had to the replay beginning. the first mission. But actually, eh, you can still. skip that mission too when you restart a oh, new game, right? Because it's that's essentially the tutorial, so you could just jump over it. I don't know. It may still show you that cutscene to begin it off. Though. I assume so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they had to do something. Uh, to to get the game going, to set up that world they wanted, I, I felt like I kicked their ass in Enemy Within and Enemy Unknown. So I wasn't I wasn't happy about it, finding out I lost. How do you feel about the two currency system? Because you essentially have intel and supplies. Supplies are your money, 
And then Intel is just like another currency that you, it's a little bit harder to acquire, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think I've played enough to where I've really encountered a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't affected me yet. I, don't, I, I can't speak to it because I, yeah. I haven't been far enough in the game. I, I do notice, too, that, uh, and I'll, you, you've probably played enough to really get a sense of this, every mission now is very time critical. Like, you rarely will have a mission that doesn't have a, you must do something before X turns. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it feels, you know, in previous incarnations of the game, you'd have lots of missions that had unlimited time. Now it's like, you get to get to that thing and, and hack it in six turns, or you fail. Oh, right, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Well, that's the whole game. Yeah, like they definitely put a time, essentially a time limit on every mission you go out on. Uh, I'd normally like to take those missions really slow. And so now every mission I'm on, you know, Central is like, you've only got one turn left. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. Okay. And then I've got to like try to rush to scramble and get it done at the end. And it's kind of, it's it's kind of weird to pair that with the other, one of the other new uh, improvements in the game, which is the concealment, where you start off in a lot of these missions as the enemy don't know you're there, and you can kind of sneak in and position. Uh, and that system felt like it was still kind of... Like, I, I want to see what the DLC does with that. Because mm-hmm. right now, it's it's great for that initial, like, I'm in position. But there's modifiers that make, you know, especially the Ranger class can have they higher can. aim and things that are in concealment. They can also re-enter concealment one time. Mm-hmm. Um, they also get the Phantom ability. I've seen that mm-hmm. where if the rest of your party... Loses concealment. They maintain concealment. And it's got some uses, especially if you have one guy that's still in concealment, they can sneak forward and it will, you can use them to kind of spot enemies without revealing them. Mm -hmm. So he'll see them. They won't react though. It's not like they've been exposed. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can probably pair that with the ability for other soldiers to aim based on the line of sight from the other people in the squad. I'm not sure if it works with squad side or not. Okay. Because, I, again, I got to where I just like, okay, I just find my first group of en- enemies and just kill them. And if I lose concealment, whatever. Uh, well, I'm going to lose concealment. Fine. Well, I try to set up traps like they did. You know, try mm-hmm. to position all my people, put them in an overwatch, have one person fire or throw a grenade. Then the enemy reacts and moves, and then everyone just mows them down. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but how do you balance that? Because overwatch, you lose, like you have a lower to hit percentage, but you get the element of surprise. If you just had everyone attack in one turn like normal, yeah. like you also lose control over who would they attack. So right. if there's like a super bad enemy and then a guy that you don't really get you know care about, they usually just turn and execute the guy you don't give a shit about, and the super bad enemy is like, well, hi guys, mm-hmm. what's up? Uh, no. This game, like the, because it's a very different gameplay dynamic with the sneaking around and with the attacking and the guerrilla warfare, mm-hmm. and that's why they choose they chose that ending right, is they wanted right. a different dynamic. They used an excuse, I think that they said something like eighty five percent of people did lose. Really, is that true? Like, yeah, only about fifteen percent of people finished the game or com- completed it. Whatever. Maybe what they actually mean is fifteen percent of campaigns played because I could see people mm. starting over and doing it again. I wonder if that better, accounts for so incomplete campaigns yeah. though. Probably incomplete campaigns as well. I think yeah. I've got two or three incomplete campaigns where I just got to the last mission and I was like, well, okay, I beat the game. Like, well, I, you're part of the problem, Ryan. I am. You're go why, back you're and why finish those. I should go wrap it up so that they uh, you know, know that people did play their game more. So for XCOM 2, make sure you finish every time. <laughs> I'm on the last mission. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, and uh, they do a lot of really, I mean, honestly, like I'm what if I'm critiquing it a bit, but I really enjoyed the game. I liked what they did with a lot. Uh, the the changes that they made really made for an interesting game. And they've got a really interesting kind of uh, direction that all the characters take, which is 
by the time you get to the end of it, each of the subclasses seems to have their special ability is something that lets them go more than once. Mm -hmm. uh, like the rangers have a, a reaper ability where they can kill oh. one guy with a sword, and then if they kill someone, well, if they actually kill him with a sword, then they get another action, and they can just do that. And the snipers are the same way. If they kill someone with a serial on, then they get to take a whole other shot. So you can get your high-level characters just take down a group of enemies really fast. That was always one of my favorite perks in Fallout 3, was if you kill someone in VATS, your VATS is instantly refilled. Mm. What was it called? Like Reaper's Sprint or something like that. Uh, so that that's a good one. But I, lo I love abilities like that, uh -huh. where like, it, you, it gives you incentive to finish someone off and then just continue your, your mayhem streak. It, well, it, it also gives you incentive to power level. And try to get your characters as powerful as possible, so you can just one shot dudes. See, that's what I was, ta like I was talking yeah. about earlier. Well, See, I'm I'm all about. It. Yeah. I'm with you guys. Yeah, I love. Like, I do the work, and I'll grind, and I'll grind, and I'll grind, and I'll be miserable, and then I'll roll through everybody, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah. and then I'll be kind of bored. <laughs> I don't feel like the snipers are. Yeah, and I don't want to play it on easy. Yeah, like, I'm going to play it on a harder difficulty, but I want to. I want to dominate on the harder difficulty. I want it to feel easy on the harder. Yeah. Difficulty. Yes. Exactly. Because then I feel like I'm super cool. Yeah. I feel like they did in some ways actually damp that down a little bit like snipers used to be the answer to everything yeah i mean you would have like a, yeah absolutely pretty much agree and they're still really good even and there's two directions you can go with them now the pistol uh direction is actually pretty interesting uh especially when you're using something like uh armor uh, armor piercing ammo because mm -hmm. the pistol modification can fire three shots with the pistol and the pistol gets the ammo bonus so you can shoot three times Ignoring uh, armor and do a lot of damage, whereas with the sniper rifle you might do less. Interesting. Yeah, you'd get like one round off. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so again, they've added a lot of really interesting stuff to the game. I like what, it a lot. I have a question. So it's mm -hmm. been a while since I played Enemy Unknown and Enemy Within, and I've noticed that in XCOM 2, so like a typical soldier, starting out you get two turns, right? Like two movements yeah. or movement and then attack or something like that. But if you attack, you don't get your movement. Yeah. In the previous games, I thought you could attack and then move. No? In fact, they've done something to make it a little bit better, which is uh, previously, I think if you reloaded, your turn was over. Mm. And now you still get your second turn after okay. you do a reload. I, f I may be misremembering it, but I, f I, I was surprised by that the first time I did it. Um, now, but yeah, it's, if you attack, there are certain characters that have abilities that if you attack your first turn, that doesn't end your turn. Yeah, I'm just uh, talking like base level. But yeah, baseline... If you shoot, you're done. I don't like that. Though, again, if you're a sniper and you're in an elevated position and you shoot and kill somebody, right, you but can get an extra action. Shooting That's as a sniper ability. takes two actions, though. You, well, you can get an, an action back if I'm, you kill I'm, somebody. Yeah, but I'm talking like baseline. Like, yeah. So that takes two anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's a little different. Yeah. For a normal standard, like a ranger or someone, they should be able to shoot and then move. I don't understand why that's not allowed. Because if you can move and then shoot. Because I want to... No. That's the case with most strategy games, though, isn't it? Though that you you move and then you take action, and that's the end of your turn. Right, but I, yeah, but I want to I want to be able to shoot, see the outcome of that to determine if it requires another shot or if, like a tactical well, move. Then you would like the implacable uh, upgrade on the ranger, which is if you move and kill somebody, you get a bonus move after that, mm. which is great because you know they're a sword. They aside from being shotgun, which is close range, they also have the sword, so you can get right up on somebody if you're pretty sure that you're going to kill them kill them, and then you have a, a turn to get back into cover. Right, otherwise you're just standing there exposed. Yes. Yeah, that's why I have not been using that sword very much yeah. because of that reason. So they kind of address that with characters that would more specifically benefit from it. Mm. Assuming you actually kill them. 
So would you say, was it worth blackmailing yourself for? Uh, yeah, I mean, so I mean, I, I don't want to go back and talk too much more about The Witness, but like I said, it's not the kind of game I would normally play. I'm glad I played it. Not for me. Uh, so yeah, I'm, 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 I'm glad that I forced myself to finish it just so I could see. I, it would kill me if everyone was talking about this game and I had no idea what was going on. So I, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I stuck through it and finished it. Yeah, I always have trouble if I try and black my, blackmail myself into finishing a game because I'm, I'm very bad at splitting my attention between multiple things at once. Mm-hmm. If I'm reading a book, I have to read this one book. I can't switch between a bunch of books, and it's the same with games. I tend to play one game until it's done, and then I move on to the next game. It's like addiction, next addiction. Does that Fantastic. apply to platform, though? Like, for, for example, with books, like I can have an audio book going and a physical book going at the same time. I can have a Steam game and an Xbox game going at the same time. Well, mm, not, yeah, n- maybe not necessarily because I remember I was playing, uh, for example, Fantasy Life on 3DS the same time as playing other games on console and so on because it's what you have wherever you are. So it's a little bit different, but these days because I'm mostly playing on PC, it that issue takes care of itself yeah but um yeah i like i end up there are a bunch of games probably that i haven't finished because i tried to do that like oh well i'm gonna start this new game i'm not done with this game but i'm gonna start this new game and i never went back so i've got i would probably be part of the xcom the poor mm-hmm. xcom stats for that very reason leaving behind mm-hmm. yep, always. Earth down. no always. game left behind um, can you do that <laughs> can you multitask you mean- multi-game well, I mean, like at the same second? No. No, like what we're talking about. <laughs> well, I just said I did. So I thought it was weird to ask again. Well, I mean, but you were talking about like different platforms. Yeah. But can you, I mean, do you have any problem playing like a PC game and then saying, I'm not really in the mood for this game. I'm going to go play another game and, and then come back to it? Uh, if it's compelling, I'll come back to it. But yeah, no, I, I can switch off. I, I don't always feel like the need to finish a game. And honestly, XCOM is one of those games that I don't always feel like I need to finish like i enjoy the well i mean once you've beaten the game once i get the meat of it for me is that whole development like discovery period where you're unlocking new stuff and you have to scrap and save and you know just claw your way to victory and then once you hit a certain level you're like okay well i mean it's pretty much over for the aliens let's let's be honest you can you can see the finish line and that's good enough yeah daddy's here like the aliens are done (laughs) You might as well just pack it in. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I could spend an hour finishing the last mission, killing all 29 people, whatever, but... You got to watch out, Ryan. They're going to get you monologuing, and that's <laughs> when you're going to get in trouble. It's true. They'll sneak up on me. Uh, here, let me read this. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Casper. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly to the consumer. Casper's mattress is an obsessively engineered mattress at a very fair price. Two technologies, latex and memory foam, come together for better nights and brighter days. It's a comfortable mattress that has just the right sink and bounce. You can buy it easily online and completely risk-free. Casper understands the importance of truly trying out a mattress that in all reality you spend a third of your life on. Casper offers free delivery and painless returns with a 100-day period so you don't have to lie down in a showroom. Get a Casper mattress for $500 for a twin or $950 for a king-size mattress. Uh, compared to industry averages, it's an outstanding price point, And you can save an additional $50 as one of our audience members by going to casper.com patch and entering promo code patch. That's casper.com patch, promo code patch. Terms and conditions apply, but buy a mattress, get $50 off. There's the website. 
There's the code. Go do it. You gotta sleep. I love sleeping. I love sleeping on my Casper mattress. Thank you, Casper. You're a great sponsor for sending me a mattress. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, I want to ask you about one more thing with XCOM, though. Okay. Uh, why do you think they just didn't care about consoles? So I'm glad you brought that yeah. up because I have, obviously, I'm only several hours in, mm -hmm. but I have not seen anything so far in the game that makes me think this is impossible on a console. Here's the thing, too. Not only did they not release any console version, and uh, as far as I'm aware, have not talked about a console version, they don't even have controller support. You have Steam Controller. Which, Steam Controller Why? is basically a mouse keyboard emulator, though, right? I mean, it's designed to sort of take the place of that. So I wonder if there's a back-end input to it that makes it pretend it's other peripherals. Um, 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 there's, there's little things that annoy me. Uh, like, uh, like on, maybe somewhat on a tangent of that. So, like, when you're controlling someone in your squad mm -hmm. and you've got, like, your little bar at the bottom and one of them's, like, attack, one of them's mm -hmm. hunker down, overwatch, all of that, they've got numbers on them, but you can't trigger those actions by hitting the number. Yeah, you can. I, I hit the number and it, like, it selects it, but then it doesn't execute it. I have to either hit enter oh, yeah, or yeah. click on the thing. Like, I should just be able to hit the number and then hit it again. Well, it's two-step for everything. But, yeah, I can see how just double-tapping the number would be nice. Right. So it's 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 annoying to me that that mm -hmm. seems like a no-brainer. And they have absolutely not worked out to any degree what happens when you've got things on multiple levels. Mm. Like, I, if you're trying to... I've had one point where I thought I was just not going to be able to finish a mission because the extraction point uh, was, like, on a second floor. And then... Part of that floor exploded, and nowhere would I put the mouse would get the in my little icon, you know, my destination point to be up on that level. It mm. wanted to be above it on a level or below it onto something else, but I couldn't get it to go there. Even rotating the camera, you couldn't rotating get it the camera. There? You know, you can scroll the mouse wheel to select yeah. levels, but that doesn't work. I don't mm. know why that's so hard. To fix. I feel like when you scroll, it's not only necessarily selecting levels. It's more mm. like changing your zoom level but instead of going like at an angle to this it's yeah. like changing it, it goes up and down. vertically it's a really weird There's way to zoom in and out no reason that that shouldn't fix that problem they have stacking issues there's a couple times too where i had like a supply drop that was in uh, like the northwest quadrant of the u.s and there was another piece of there's like that's where the bonus for that area is mm -hmm. and then the supply drop was there and so if you land on it and try and click on the little advanced time button you couldn't. It was like submerged. Mm. So you had to like eek Dance the mouse around. around to try and find a spot where it's like that's that's stuff that's been around since the last game. That that needs to get fixed. And that's stuff that could be solved with a controller. That would be easier with a controller because you could use like a D pad. They had that problem you, with a controller too. Yeah, you should be able or use the arrows on your keyboard and, and get through that. Or something, yeah. I mean there just needs to be it, it to be fair, that came up three times out of all the time I've played that game. But it's really something that needs to be addressed as they become more interested in like multi-level type stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, aside from that, man, they just added so much to that game. There's so many different... Every time I think about it, it's like, oh, okay, well, now there's the ship battles. And then have you been shot down by a UFO yet? No. Spoiler. I'm mad that it only happened to me one time. It's mm -hmm. like there's a whole mechanic that I got to see once. Hmm. All right, I'll let you know. Uh, I hope that you didn't transfer that to me, and I'm going to be like, like motherfucking UFOs, always shooting me down. There's even a thing you can build in your ship to make those better, and I just never built one until the end when I was like, well, I got some space, maybe I should build one, and maybe a UFO will hunt me down. But they never did. Headcanon, maybe the uh, ships that don't get shot down become Tharsis. Mm. All right, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I was thinking about Tharsis earlier today. I was like, man, that was a good game. I should go back and play it sometime. Yeah. Bernie's getting really into it. It's a it's a fantastic game. It's a, I'm I I like the bloody dice. 
Mm-hmm. Just at, at all times, at, like, you're reminded that you did something bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you did something to survive. Well, you did, but you also, you know, you did bad. something. Well, I, I, yeah, I guess when you're talking about survival, this thing. I actually if, really like. If liked, you didn't um, play the game, well, once your your astronaut cannibalizes another astronaut, their dice become bloody. Yeah. Oh. It's it's sort of gross, but also very cool. It's just that that constant reminder. You live with your yeah, choices. Like, that, you know, you know what you did. That person ate someone. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a little bit like Undertale. Never forget. <laughs> Sounds like Seven Eves. That's a book. Never mind. So yeah. Um, th- FYI, also um, on Twitter, uh, what's their name? Um, Yuma at Yuma says there are multiple endings to the witness. Really? Okay. Apparently, she, uh, well, it asks. She asks, "Did you get all the endings in the witness?" That applies multiple stories, and I've yet to see one be told. Uh, I'm gonna say right. uh, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say I got one. I'm gonna try and get the one where the aliens win. Oh. No, the witness. I know. Oh, okay. It was, it was, no. it was, it was, I see. I got it. It didn't, it didn't I land. It. I tried, but it didn't land. No, so some people are saying that double Thanks, tapping Ryan. the numbers should work in XCOM two. Uh, mouse O two seven O and Unseeing Mosi both say that. So I gotta go back and try it again. What works? Double, double tapping the number in oh, okay. XCOM two. They say it works for them. I'll go try again. Like, specifically, it would be easier for me because I use that razor, the Naga, yeah. and I've got, like, a little numpad there. So mm-hmm. if I could just do that and then not have to ever touch my keyboard, it would be ideal. Yeah. Do you use those that number pad? I've Constantly. never used one. Really? I've never used it. I, it is hard for me to use a mouse that doesn't have that. I've got three mice, probably. They all have that, and I never, I ever I mean, at the very least, it. use the forward and backward, right? For web browsing. No. Yeah, there's a button that's great. You just hit the button and it goes back or forward in web pages. That's yeah. the best thing ever. I just invented. hit backspace. That's the, way over there. Because then, because then, I'm, yeah. I mean, if I'm in backspace, I'm probably about to hit refresh after that. So I'm over here anyway. So wait, you actually use a keyboard to go back instead of just using the back and the actual GUI? Yeah, I just hit backspace. But the, how do you go forward? Hit the, why would you take your hand Alt off the mouse? Key. <laughs> Alt forward. <laughs> the hands on the mouse. Just yeah. let it let it be there. Or are you like left handing it? You just go left hand. No. Backspace. Yeah, My left hand's I don't see what's so difficult about the this. internet. Yeah, yeah. Wink. You're a left hander, eh? Uh, when I first started using that razor, it took me a little while to get used to it. Like, because the numbers are so tight. And they give you like little training buds to like mm-hmm. learn, get to train your thumb as to like where all the different uh, buttons are. And then you take them off after a while. And I had a real hard time learning how to use it. I mean, my, my thumbs are dumb. Apparently, because I had those I had those nubs on there for a long time, but ever since then, it's like I'm I cannot use anything else, especially in MMOs. Like during my WoW days, mm-hmm. holy fuck, it was it was awesome to be able to just cu- you know because those are just like shortcuts, that. right? That's mm. and that's I always got the feeling that that's what those were made for was essentially for um, like hotkeys in MMOs, mm-hmm. and then maybe you get some games where you have weapon selection where the numbers one through ten are each of the different weapons, and mm-hmm. it would go through your shotgun or whatever. So it's the easy swapping that way. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess I just, I don't know. Don't play enough. I don't use the numbers that often, but I do use the forward and backwards constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys remember they used to, there was a very short window there where not only did you have the mouse scroll wheel this way, but it could tilt left and oh, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hated that. No one ever used that for anything, though, right? Yeah, I always would do that by accident. Like, uh-huh. oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Because there's never anything over there. You'd scroll over and be like, oh, there's just white page. Cool. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm glad did I you, could see that. Have you ever tried gaming with a trackball? Like, you know the uh, God, what, no. you know the ones where oh, the wait. ball's on top? I mm-hmm. have tried it, but not by choice. I used to play Descent that way. 
Really? Oh my god, you're a crazy person. Yeah, I had a Kensington. You played descent with really? I can see that. I had a Kensington trackball with like four buttons, like one, two, and then the bottom three and four. And uh, I, I would I would play the shit out of descent with that. Wow. Especially, yeah, I, I I got I got fairly decent at it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fairly decent at it, but um, yeah, I, I can't imagine going back and doing that again. Mm-mm. You're not gonna get it out for Star Citizen. You know, no, I'm gonna I'm out. gonna have to get a high quality joystick. Are you gonna go with like a full Hotus? Maybe. What's a Hotus? Hands on throttle and stick. Is that like one of those things that comes all around the front? It's I like feel you like got, you should the, invest yeah, in a full cockpit. And, like yeah, one that the, one that comes down over the now top. That and be, everything. Well, now I mean VR has made it so you don't need that. You just beep. Yeah, but then you like you feel like you're in it that way. No, what, what I want uh. is to wear like a HoloLens in a full cockpit. Now it's not <laughs> VR. It's like so you're seeing everything, and then you have like additional augmented information. That'd be sick. Do you see the animated GIF that um, they released of the way that helmets work in the game in Star Citizen? That seemed yeah. a little bit overdone to me. Did it seem overdone yeah, to anybody like, else? Probably didn't have to do all of that. I mean, okay, it was like, okay, I get why this game's taking forever. It's like Raiden's <laughs> helmet, right? I mean, it's just like... Yes, and then, and then it comes this, out, goes and then in, there's a all the different glass. pieces. And you can see every individual piece go click, 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 click. Seems like that's a lot of back. points of failure. I'd want a very simple helmet. But you want it to seal. I think that's the point. Like, if you lose cabin pressure and you're you in outer space, you want it to I be mean, totally... Yeah. I was like, the, the rest of us are over here being like, wow, I can see why this game is taking a really long time to make. And you're like... I don't know. That seems like it would fail in space. Seems like an impractical helmet to me. Seems like way too many doodads. I just want a glass bulb. A glass bulb? Like, like, you, like just a want, you just want a diving bell. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> like you, you, you'd be, your neck would be exhausted flying your spaceship. Like, I can't look up. Yeah. Got this giant diving... No, you just have the big, full dome, and then you can just look around inside of it. Maybe you can mod the game and make a skin. You look like a big daddy flying <laughs> uh, a spaceship. I wonder, okay, so by this point, with this level of detail, you're going to be able to fly over and look in somebody's cockpit, right? I would assume so. Can I open my face shield and then you. We'll we'll fly up next to each other, spend like three minutes opening our face plates. You can recreate the scene like in Top Gun where you fly upside down over someone. There you go. Like flip them off. I'm also expecting to be able to go for a coffee or something, sit down across from each other and just. Over at Space Bucks. Open and close the helmets over and over and over. That's how you talk, actually. That's the emojis of the uh, Star Citizen universe. You get helmet half open, you just get the Goes, wing part eh. of it. And, you're like, eh. and then it's the sad one is when it just like opens the glass and shatters without opening the rest. <laughs> It'll just have a little servo. Like, <laughs> yeah, it seems a l- yeah, it seems a little bit overdone. Look, it's just another it's year of development cool, time, and you can have that. And another you know, $2 million. Game man, I, I'm, I'm still super excited for it. Can't wait. How yeah, long can that we'll last? How long can you ride that excitement at this point? Two more years. You can ride wow. the seven for another two years. Sure, I'm on the hype train. Wow. Well, I mean, he is he's in, he's monetarily mm. invested in the hype train. That's at this true. Point. Have at you all point, ever you have you all ever invested. donated anything to the to Star Citizen? Have you paid anything to them? No, not Star Citizen yet. Mm. No, I was really tempted to because it seemed for a while, and it's, I know it's still going, but for a while it seemed like that was the thing to do. Absolutely, everybody was backing it. Everyone's buying their ships. They're doing all this crazy stuff, and I felt like I should back it just because. Wow, you got peer everybody's pressure. Doing it. Yeah, but I didn't do it. Yeah, that's good for In you. In the end, my friends jumped off the cliff, and I, I did not. Well, now you don't have a cool ship. That's true. I don't. I mean, but neither does he. They, they I do have cool ships, and I can see them. That much I can see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. As soon as they uh, get back to working with VR headsets, I'll probably reinvest though, because that's when I would want to see it. 
they are at almost $108 million. They're at $107,897,876. Yeah, they're at That's $108 million. That's it's the rest of that is nonsense. So I'm gonna Although, I'm gonna let it sit here. I just turned auto refresh on. Let's see if they hit hundred. Let's see if they can collect another hundred and twelve thousand dollars before we're done here. <laughs> you know there was um there was an interesting thing uh, oh, we discussed won't. recently. Of I was trying I was just go down thinking that Star Citizen like that's an insane amount of money yeah. for any game. But it turns out there are a lot of games that cost about that much. Apparently Metal Gear Solid Five was about eighty million. Well, that's why they were so pissed off at, uh, well, supposedly, that's why Kojima was in such hot water for so long. And why the game isn't finished is because they didn't want to give him any more money at that point. Oh, they could have just borrowed some from Star Citizen. Well, you know. But um, no, I was distracted by Star Citizen. <laughs> so, uh, the reason I say they're not going to make it while we're talking is uh, I'm looking at their stats. Uh, on a typical day, they make between 60000 and 88000 depending on the day. So <laughs> on the typical day, they raise enough money to hire another person. Yeah, the lowest day was, what is this, the 8th of February. It looks like they got $59,176 in the highest day in the past week. Uh, the highest day was the 5th. They got $88,000. I'm kind of curious with the, I mean, everything they've released so far, and I mean, even the stuff we're looking at right now, it seems like this is definitely the, the scrubbed PR E3 version. But I don't know that this game will go that direction. I think Mm-mm. they might actually deliver on what they're showing. It may not be something that everybody can play at that level, but yeah, I think if you um, by the time it comes out, I think once you ha- if you have a top of the line machine, yeah, you, I'm sure you'll be able to play that. I mean, the so stuff by the show, time it comes out, if you have a bottom of the line machine, you'll probably be able to play it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all the stuff they're showing, I think they've pretty much delivered on. I mean, it's not like you said, it's not mm-hmm. some post production sparkled up right. piece of shit. They have at least locked their scope, so they're not. Like, they, they know what features they want in the game, and they're not just adding more. That's why I'm glad yeah. they kind of ended anymore, their stretch good. goals. And there's yes, no more. Exactly. It's like, oh, they, they, that's it. No more piling on. We talked about this before, I think. Yeah. Like, all oh, stretch goals are constantly changing the scope of the game. Exactly. So, the fact that they've locked it is at least a good sign. Or it's a terrifying sign that they looked at it and they went, we can't even take more money to get these features done. <laughs> I just, even I, that won't, like, even that is not going to help at this point. I don't know we're what so, else to We're you. so in over our heads. I mean, if anyone can deliver on it, they have an enormous team now. They can afford it. But actually seeing it would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to play. I want to have fun. Uh, what about you, Ryan? I, I know we, we both talked about games we've been playing. Are, is there anything else you've been playing besides XCOM 2? Well, I just started today playing a little bit of... Uh, Dying Light for uh, the following. Uh, I haven't. I've skipped basically all the DLC for Dying Light until now. So we just did a little teaser there. Uh, let's play in the following, and uh, I haven't seen that much of it yet. But so far, it's like, well, it's cool. You get more of this, the the game. You get into a new area, so it's not just like added challenges on the existing area. It's actually added stuff and added skill tree with the uh, like the driving ability. Though the driving ability, I think, was introduced previously, but um, so far, I like it. Uh, we also did a couple Let's Plays in Fortified, which is a like hybrid FPS tower defense game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty stripped down. It's got kind of very cartoony, kind of Team Fortress-esque graphics. Um, it's got four different character classes, so you can kind of pick your poison, though they barely, basically only vary in what order they get access to certain defensive structures and weapons. Uh, though, and some of them obviously don't ever get them, but 
the super abilities on each class are so far pretty useless. It's like, oh, cool, I turned it on. I'm invulnerable, and my bullet does three more damage, maybe. <laughs> uh, at least for my character, which is the I went with like the agent. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna play, wouldn't recommend it. Uh, especially you wouldn't, not you wouldn't the recommend agent. the agent. I would not. the uh, The character that Jeremy's playing, the captain, is uh, it's got probably what well so far has been the that was the most abysmal attempt you've ever made, Gavin. Hi, Gav. <laughs> Uh, the captain has what has been... Whoa! Wow. Meg also fell short. O for 2 coming out of that home. Those two are meant to what be together. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other one? Tiger. Uh, no, wait. Some kind of pig thing? What is this? Oh, that's one little... What is it? Labbit. It's labbit. a labbit. All right. <clears throat> uh, yeah, no, it got ridiculous because there was a defensive structure basically that is just like a rocket trooper. Uh, and as soon as Jeremy unlocked that, it went from, you know, it was like, you know, player kills, and then it tracks player kills and, like, defensive structure kills. Uh, it was like, you know, 10, 20, whatever for each of the players, and then defensive structure was like 10, 15, and Jeremy had like 200. Oh. Whoa. I mean, it was off the charts. It's, so, he was in triple so, digits. So Jeremy's a way better player than you guys. Jeremy's defensive structures are way better players than any of us. Like, he still had 20 kills or something, but his defensive structures... Being the just those rocket guys that would just follow him around, or you can tell him to go sit over there. I, mean, I say let there. your structures do the work for you if you can. Yeah. Well, he did. That's just smart. That's plan. effective management. Mm-hmm. It's delegating. Mm-hmm. Every round though is so you go. It's got a campaign to it that just it's like twelve levels, and each level has a different number of like spawn locations and different types of enemies, and you're just defending your rocket ship from hordes of enemies. It's pretty simple. I mean, it's a fun little co-op game. Uh, I forget how much it is. If it's sixty, I don't think it's worth it. But if it's more what like in the fortified, sure. Do you look that up? I'm going to read this while you uh, you figure that out. Uh, I want to remind everyone: this episode of the patch is also brought to you by Squarespace. So big thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code patch at checkout and get ten percent off. With Squarespace, you can build sites that look professionally designed, regardless of skill level, and no coding required. They offer intuitive and easy to use tools to help you along the way. And you get a free domain name if you sign up for a year. Start your free trial site today at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use offer code PATCH. Get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. And they, they kind of emphasize how uh, you don't need any skill, no coding is required. But if you do like to code, you can toggle that and you can enter you know, any specific uh, HTML you want if you want to get in there and do it yourself. But absolutely no need to. Every time I show someone Squarespace for the first time, it's like, they, don't, they can't believe how easy it is to make a website. So um, it's not all hype. Uh, uh, so Fortified, not 40 bucks. It is at full price. It is um, $15 yeah. on Steam. Uh, yeah, but because uh, Steam is doing yet another sale, uh, right now it's, it's $12. Yeah, it's the it's the, uh, the Lunar New Year sale. I have to sure. say, well, I got surprised by that. You know, didn't know it was coming. I saw the Steam sale and went, really, another one? Like I, what are you burned out? I uh, am. I'm savings? burned out on savings. I spent so much money during the winter sale, and I do that. Part of the reason that I do that is because they seem like occasions. They seem like events, uh-huh. and I know that I can do it in the winter, and I know I can do it in the summer, and that there'll probably be one in spring and fall. But it seems like every other week now, there's an enormous crazy sale where you must spend all your money. So, like, what's the point? Yeah, like, what's the problem? Spend your money. Yeah, I'd already did. Are Likewise. you anti-steam? 
This no. one didn't even have trading cards attached to it, did it? Not as far as I know. Hmm. Nothing nothing crazy like See, that. They didn't have the real they didn't really set the hook this time. There's no mini game attached to purchasing more things. Is there an ARG that's gonna drive people crazy? Uh, Th- that ends up being absolutely nothing. There was something, it's the right? Worst, where... by the way. An ARG with absolute with that isn't really anything at all. Yeah, it's just a That's hi-hi. just mean. Uh, I have been having some good like some good experiences with Steam, aside from their sale from having too many of them. Uh, I've been using the crap out of cloud saves, hmm. and I'm really loving streaming because I've been um, I've you been playing Psychonauts again. You mean streaming to a computer? Yeah, like not streaming, streaming between PCs because yeah. it can actually stream to the like Twitch now too. Yeah, no, 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 not that. Um, it it does. I I think so. Oh, I mean, I know they've got their own internal streaming to other Steam people, which nobody oh, ever maybe it's uses not the Twitch. ever. Yeah, it's a some uh, kind of stream. Yeah, they they do have their their Steam. Well, like it's someone can just ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, hop on and watch it, but they have to be using. I think they have to be using the app, and they have to have a Steam account and all this stuff. So gotcha. nobody really uses it to watch stuff. I could, I could potentially see dropping it on someone's stream if I want to see if a game actually looks anything like the trailers and if I should mm-hmm. buy it. But there's really no ecosystem there like what Twitch has. I have a bone to pick with that statement in just a minute. Not with you, but with it. Something that's annoying the crap out of me right okay. now. Okay, gotcha. Please continue. Um, but yeah, I've been uh, like really enjoying being able to move from PC to PC uh-huh. and not worry about carrying a save around with me. It's fantastic because mm-hmm. I've been traveling a lot lately. So I've got a, a nice gaming PC at home, but I can't always have that. So I take the laptop when I'm on the go and I can pick it up and I can start playing. I can pick it up from the same spot on the plane. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. I'm loving it. That was killing me about Zumbinis. I started Zumbinis three th- different times on three different computers because it had no Steam oh. Cloud. To be fair, that game's like an hour long. I know, but still, it's not an hour long. You can go more than once. It, it, yeah, well, and it's more than an hour long once you get to the yeah. harder difficulties. But still. That just, was, I'm just trying to minimize your hardship. And side. you couldn't skip that intro. You had to watch it every time. That was a long intro. It was a long intro. Stupid Zumbinis. What was your bone to pick with her statement earlier? Uh, so... I don't know if you've noticed lately, but if you go to the Xbox uh, game store and try and look at games, 75% of them no longer have trailers. They just have, hey, watch somebody else streaming it, or here's a game clip. I want to see the trailer. I, that's, I still want to see that. It sells value Ash, to me. Ashley, did you ever watch those trailers? Trailers? I, yeah, well, normally they just autoplay on the Steam store page. I'm going to talk about like in the Xbox market. Yeah, in Xbox. Oh, in no. I no? never did either. You're the I, only I person watched... I've ever heard talk about this. What no. if you want to go look and see what the game is? I, I always watch them online, and then I'd go look it up on Xbox. I feel like most people who are going, who are seeking out a mm-hmm. game in the marketplace already know if they're going to buy it or not. Well, here's the here's where it comes up the most right now. Maybe this is the, the type of game that lends itself to this. But whenever they have the games on gold, it'll pop up, and it's like, hey, this here's a free game. Do you want this? Yes, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know yes. if I want Look, it. Maybe I don't want the it. The answer is never no. The answer sometimes is sometimes the answer is no. The answer is, is yes, and now I'll go see if I'll ever yeah. play it. You no, can just attach it to your account completely, and you no. can download it whenever. Yeah, yeah. the Why answer's not? always yes. Sometimes the answer is no. Someone hands you a when free cheeseburger no? and you slap it out of their hands. How dare you, sir? May, well, What's I mean, on that if burger? Is there ketchup? Yes. I don't want if it looks like it's a steaming pile of garbage wrapped in a cheeseburger wrapper. Then no, I'll okay. slap it out of their hands. What, what's the rancid piece of garbage that someone tried to give you for free, Ryan? Well, I can't remember any off hands because they don't have trailers, so I just don't buy them <laughs> for freeze. You don't buy them for zero dollars. <laughs> There's some things that even zero dollars is too much. If I have to scroll past it for the rest of my life in my games list, which 
Thankfully, I will say, Xbox has finally restored the ability to hide shit so that all of those betas that were available mm. for install but really weren't there anymore are now gone from my list. But I wish that, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but I wish that if you downloaded software for a beta, that once the beta was over, it would auto-delete from your... Uh, it should, right? Be Otherwise, it's just popular. sitting around yeah, it's, some people taking might, up space. I'm sure there's people who want to like try to... Save disassemble the files, yeah, or go through it, or I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure someone will argue with that sentiment. But I'm still every time I turn my Xbox, on, I'm like, oh yeah, the Division Beta is still installed on there. I need to delete that at some time. That's a good segue, though. Did you see that news report about the one of the uh, ma- major hacking groups that is responsible for releasing video game cracks is like taking a break for a year? Oh really? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the cracking, is this the same group that complained about Just Cause 3? 3DM? Yep. Yeah, it's the same ones that said that they were about to give up on Just Cause 3. As far as I know, they still haven't cracked it, but uh, I'm not, you know, super up on all my crackers. Uh, yeah, they said that they are going to stop cracking single player games for a year to measure its impact on sales. I have a few issues <laughs> with that because uh, they're they mainly crack PC titles. And PC is now largely a digital industry. So you can't just go and get numbers from NPD or whatever. Because yeah. those are all, like those most trackers are tracking physical sales. Retail. Because yeah, unless yeah. the publisher discloses the number of digital sales they make, Which nobody they knows. And you'll notice that none of them are doing it. They're talking about revenue. They're talking nope. about active players online. The- but they're just not talking about digital sales. Maybe they're trying not to piss off all their retail partners and scare them too much. Or maybe they just... Like having it all secret. There's really no reason for them to share. They'll probably the use numbers. that system like that guy did who tracked everything via Steam and the Steam mm-hmm. API to see how many Steam Spy? Yeah. That's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. I think it's it's kind of cute that you think that they even care about that number, right? I mean about uh, about sales? Yeah, no, this is just like the shit, we can't crack this stuff anymore. We need an excuse. Uh We'll white knight well, it. Well, yeah, we're mean, gonna see if we improve I, I, sales I the, by I, just not the, doing it. The angle it would be that of of course, when the data comes out in the end, it'll show that they'll find a way to make it show that it had no effect, right? Right. Well, and, e- and easily then, though, for a lot of reasons. And then they'll say, then why are people adding all of this security protection? You developers, why are you paying so much for the high end mm. encryption? You don't have to pay for that because what we do in the end doesn't have any effect on your sales. You right. think they're trying to just slow play it and get people to back off the DRM because they've hit? I guess it's called de novo. De novo is that yeah. it? Okay. Which is a, apparently made up of a bunch of former crackers, and it is not actually a traditional DRM. It's a it maintains the uh, integrity of the game files, which apparently allows traditional DRM methods to be more effective. Yeah. So most of the games that use Denuvo, and it's not very many because apparently it's a very expensive like solution. Edge, Inquisition. Yeah. FIFA, um, Just Cause. Just there, Cause yeah. There's a, there's a couple of games that use it, but. Um, it uses a combination of 64-bit encryption and um, keys that are unique to your PC's hardware. And it more or less protects the DRM. Mm-hmm. So all the games that are running Denuvo also have their normal DRM. It's, it's like a second version, right. yet mm-hmm. another layer. But the other reason that 3DM, like is, this isn't going to have any impact in the end, is they're not the only group out there. It's not like they call it quits and suddenly the games aren't being pirated anymore. Someone else will crack them. Piracy will continue as it always has. But I think they're just talking about their specific group. You know, right. to show that what they're doing has no effect. Sure. Well, maybe. they are one of the larger groups. I mean, they're responsible for a lot of the cracks. 
And I mean, that's the way that world goes is a lot of times if one group will crack it, oh, all the other groups have figured out how to crack it. Just repackage it. Repackage, yeah. repackage, repackage. Uh, but I mean, realistically, the, the regardless of what the sales numbers show, I think they just got tired of beating their head against that wall. Maybe. And it was, I'm, I'm confident someone will figure out a way to break it eventually. That's and then happens. someone will yeah. figure out a way to break the way they broke it. I mean, it's, you know, it's an arms race. That's, yeah. that's the way the whole thing works. I will say, when I was uh, just getting into games, mm-hmm. I, uh, I absolutely copied games off other people at LAN parties. Yep. I didn't even think twice about it. Nope. But at this point, trying to do something like that is way less convenient to me than just buying the game on Steam or whatever. And well, it's dangerous. Digital, well, yeah, that too. Look, I was young. I was fucking idiot. I didn't know <laughs> shit about any of that. I had absolutely. I, that was it, before we had no, computer condoms. No, I had nothing. Um, Everything but, was raw dog. <laughs> <laughs> Just me and the computer at the land raw dog in it. Uh, but we, yeah, we uh, like now. It's more convenient to just go the legal route. I don't. Well, I don't have to worry about the malware. It's you know. I mean, it on PC at least. You know, they tend to be cheap enough it's affordable like that was never really the big holdup. it was just that it was hard to go to the store all the time or the store was closed you know you're in the it's 3 a.m on you know sunday morning in the middle of a land party and oh you don't have the game that everyone wants to play so yeah. it, you know it was a absolutely a thing of convenience whereas now at any point in time i can download the game yeah well, and that part of that's growing up. I mean, once you can afford to do it, then that's great. I, I mean, when I was a kid, I absolutely could not afford uh, to buy games whenever I wanted. I had like, a, I had a Super Nintendo and had like three games for it. I think I had my my um, first Nintendo one cartridge. Yeah, and wow. that was that was all we ever had. I was, I mean, I lucked out. It was one cartridge with three games on it because uh, I had Super Mario, Duck Hunt. And World Track Meet. Mm. Had the power pad. Oh, you yeah. had the power pad. Okay. I, totally, I wonder where the third one did, came in. She did the shit out of that power pad, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, uh, you did this, right? Did, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I had a power pad. Straight up. Uh, but, yeah, we never, like, my parents mm. didn't think that it was necessary to buy more than the one. It's like, you have your you have your yeah, Nintendo and you have your game. Same thing with uh, Nintendo 64. We had Nintendo 64 and we had Super Mario 64. Mm-hmm. Anything else was borrowed from Cousins. I mean, but and that's the reasons essentially that that market can exist. Unfortunately, what happens right now is I don't think you've got a group of people that profit from making protection and a group of people that profit only in essentially goodwill. I don't know that there's sort any of, I, monetary return I do, on cracking these games. I do wonder about that sort of thing. If they're mm-hmm. if those are the groups where then those copies are burned and sold in stores Probably, or, you yeah. know, in stalls in markets or whatever, you know, where they're like, here's a $2 for the, for the game. But I'm sure that's not them. I'm sure it's just other people who download the cracked versions online. True. But, like, I wonder mm. if they're... If there's there's gotta be something more than just I cracked the game, I'm, right? They, pro- they like probably have the name. They, they gotta have like a donate link or something, right? Like send us a Bitcoin or whatever. Why would I donate to someone if I'm stealing fucking games? Because Why would I give cheaper. someone money pro- and not the developers? I'm I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Gus, I, why would it die? I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're almost out of time, uh, but. I really was hoping that someone would have played uh, Unravel or Firewatch. I've I'm, seen Jeremy I'm, play a little bit of it. I've downloaded Firewatch. I've got, um, after this, I'm leaving for LA 
for the Amazing Race premiere, which I'll totally self-promote in just a second. Uh, but I'm planning on playing it on the plane. Someone told me it's um, like a three-hour-ish game, which means it's perfect for the plane flight. Because now that American Airlines has plugs in yeah. most of the seats, I can just plug in my laptop and go for it. So uh, I, I saw Firewatch at PSX, and it had one of the longest lines for a game that was like it was in a mm -hmm. smaller booth, right? It's mm -hmm. like a smaller game. It wasn't like one of the big activations, but it had one of the longest lines I saw for one of the small booths. Like it went out and like wrapped around people coming up wanting to play that game. And they have a cool feature. We just showed an image from it where you can send your screenshots in, and they'll print them out. And then send actual physical screenshots. Yeah they'll, yeah, they'll print out and knock on photo paper and then send it to you, which I thought was a. It's cool. It's an interesting. I mean, mechanic. you know, it's a it's a gimmick, but I like it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cute. Uh, I will say that I forgot. I I saw the initial trailer for Firewatch. Thought, oh, that looks interesting, and then somehow disconnected that name from that trailer in my mind. And all these people have been going fucking crazy on Twitter, going, "Oh my god, Firewatch! The end! This thing, this thing!" And I'm like. Wasn't that that game from Red 5 and didn't all those people get laid off? I thought that was a multiplayer game that didn't have an ending. I just got a fucking confused with Firefall. And I've been oh. super, super confused oh. since since everyone started going nuts over it. Okay, yeah. Now, I and can see that. now it's starting to make a little bit more sense. They're like, oh no, someone told me, oh no, it's that fire watching game. And I go, oh. Right. And apparently it's got some fucking crazy shit that happens. Oh. I don't know what it is yet. Uh, uh, Tyler came up and he was yeah. trying to have a conversation about it. And we were like, Tyler, shut the fuck up. Yeah, Meg has been going we, like, like, we're not the people, like, I'm not the person you can have a game. conversation about this with yet. <laughs> Le like, Monday, let's talk. Mm -hmm. But right now, he just comes up and he goes, because he needs to talk to somebody, but he can't. Yeah. All right, well, do you want to do your plug? Oh, we yeah. Go so, um, yeah, I'm heading to LA uh, for the premiere of The Amazing Race. Our season, the season that Bernier and I are on starts... Um, on Friday, we've got a premiere tomorrow, so we're going to get to see it. They keep releasing little tiny bits of it. Like, they released, like, the opening credits in the first couple minutes, and everything I see, I'm like, it just makes me giddy. I, I, I replay it, like, 20 times, because I love the show. Mm -hmm. And I've been watching it, you know, and uh, for, like, 10 seasons. And so, actually seeing us in the credits, really fucking surreal, man. That's cool. I can't I'm, wait, I can't wait to watch it. I, um, I heard that you and, and Jeff were thinking of going in for that at one point. Oh yeah, we've been we've talked about that forever, but now we're like. Would you do it? Yeah, I would absolutely do it. But absolutely, I, w I would. I guarantee you, I would be eliminated immediately because I would refuse to train or get ready for it. And we'd get like, I'd run the first three steps, and be like, yeah, go ahead without me. I'll, <laughs> oh, I gotta catch my breath. Uh, Uber, Uber, can we yeah. get an Uber? Yeah. I, I, I rode a bike from stage two over here uh, yesterday, and I was out of breath all day. I saw you riding you a bike yesterday. Ten from, minutes ago. Yeah, now we're an hour ago. From uh, stage three over to the HEV. I went to Starbucks. Oh, I'm sorry, to oh, the Starbucks. Yeah. Do we have multiple of those bikes? No, just one. Oh, that's a shame because maybe we can go doubles at some point. Have There's a razor scooters. Have also. a coffee meeting and just no, like, no. You remember what happened last time over. someone went double? Oh, you weren't here yet. I don't think that was when um, that was when Miles fucked up the bike, right? Yeah, yeah. Miles and Carrie. Yeah, they went yeah. doubles. Let's not do that. Mm. All right. Well, thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. And watch the Amazing Race. It's on CBS on Fridays. Mm -hmm.